It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, comedian, TV producer, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. This episode is dropping on the 23rd day of September 2019, final week of the regular season. We're going to be talking about this wild weekend that we had and my thoughts on Joe Madden and, well, where I think he should end up. Hey, You can catch this show on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app and any platform you listen to shows. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownMLB. Same for Instagram. Follow me, your pal Sully, at Sully Baseball. And on Instagram, Sully Baseball Podcast. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast LockdownMLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it really is your team every day. Check out Lockdown fantasy football. If you have a fantasy football team, you want to win your league, right? That's why you do it. As a great philosopher once said, hello, we play to win the games. That's what you want to do with your fantasy football team. So check out Lockdown Fantasy Football and boom, you'll be well on your way to making Herm Edwards proud of you. Hey, uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, it is, this is dropping on Monday. I'm recording this part of it on Saturday. We just had all of Friday's games and Saturday's games over, and we're going to be entering to Sunday's game and be talking a little bit more about how the weekend ended at the end of the show as well. I want to just talk about a couple of quick things. First of all, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, National League East champions for the second straight year, and they look terrific. Mike Faltonawitz pitched the clincher. Uh, Markakis is back in the lineup. Look at I still think the Dodgers are the team to beat, but that being said, the Braves look really, really, and did I mention really good. Hey, by the way, did you notice that the Boston Red Sox have lost back-to-back extra inning games to the Tampa Bay Rays? You're welcome, Tampa fans, from the nominal defending champion Red Sox who have been eliminated. The Giants and the Red Sox are my two favorite teams, and they've won half the World Series of this decade. We have nothing to complain about either fan base. Uh, I'm primarily a Red Sox fan. Uh, and, you know, I'm okay with them not being in the playoffs this year. Because sometimes it's fun to be like, hey, I don't have a dog in this year's race. So let's just see what happens. Who knows? It might be, you know, you can sometimes have some of the most fun October experiences when you're like, hey, I just want to see what happens when these teams play each other. And you know who should be really happy that the Red Sox are eliminated? You! My listeners, because if this podcast were going on last year when they won the World Series, I would be, what's the word I'm looking for? Insufferable. But hey, this is it's going to be a fun October no matter what, and their fun teams are falling into it. Hey, the uh, Houston Astros have to wait an extra day to clinch the American League West as they lost to the Angels and the A's won a tight game against Texas, 12-3. The game of the day and one of the games of the year took place in Wrigley Field. The Cardinals won the game 9-8. Spoiler alert. 
it seemed that every single inning, someone hit a go-ahead home run. It was bananas. It felt like, is this Coors Field circa 1995? Each inning, someone hit a big homer. And the Cubs took an 8-7 lead into the ninth inning in a game that they absolutely had to have. I mean, it's they're running out of time, but you could not afford to lose a game, especially one where the team scored eight runs and hit clutch home run after clutch home run. And Joe Madden fell to what I call the tyranny of the save, in that just automatically handed the ball to the closer as if he had Mariano Rivera or as if he had Bradledge circa 2008 or Koji Uehara circa 2013, you know, if a closer isn't a can't-miss closer, if they can definitely miss, then you don't treat it as an automatic situation. And he brought in Craig Kimbrell, who we learned why he remained unsigned for most of this year. We Red Sox fans could say, yes, he saved a bunch of games, and he was a fine Red Sox for a few years, but he was an absolute nightmare by the end. Well, guess what? His 6.53... Uh, ERA is not a fluke. His three blown saves and his 0-4 record. Hasn't he only been a Cub for an hour and a half? You can't just hand the ball to the man. Say, oh, he's got the most saves. Yeah, theoretically over time. But I would much rather have Rich Gossage closing those games. Now! In his current condition. And Kimbrough made it quick. First pitch, game-tying home run. Second pitch, go-ahead home run. And the Cubs wound up losing the game 9-8. to eight. And I'm sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not dogpiling on Craig Kimbrell here, and who is a player that, like, you know what? I love that he contributed to the Red Sox title, but why not keep in, uh, you know, weak, weak, I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's how, that's how little I think about Kimbrell. It's, you know, it's September. You have 400,000 people on the active roster. You're automatically handing the ball to a man whose ERA is over six in a must-win game. And why are you doing that? Because over his career, he has the most saves. That is the tyranny of the save. You have a smart manager, one of the best managers, a Hall of Fame-bound manager in Joe Madden, and he fell victim to this. And it costs the Cubs the game. And let's face it, they're done. And Joe Madden, who has been butting heads with the front office, is not signed after this year. I think he's going to go. I think he should go. I think everyone's got to turn the page. The Cubs are going to put two sticks of dynamite on this team and blow them up. And it would behoove it. If I were Joe Madden, I would go. Because what else are you going to do in Chicago, you've already delivered what, you know, think of all the great Cubs managers over there, some of the greatest managers in baseball history. Joe McCarthy, Leo DeRocher, Lou Pinella, you know, Dusty Baker managed the team. All these wonderful, you know, uh, Dallas Green took over the team. All these amazing people tried to put together a championship and manage a championship in Chicago. Joe Madden did it after leading the Rays who never finished above 90 losses for a single season, or below 90 losses in a single season. And, you know, he's Hall of Fame bound. 
this unbelievable career, what's he going to gain by sticking around when they're going to rebuild the team? It would, first of all, improve his legacy if he leaves the team and they suddenly get bad. It's like, ah, I see, we needed Joe. Just like it improved his legacy that the nanosecond he showed up to Chicago, they went to the National League Championship Series. Now, was it because of Joe? A lot of the key players who were part of this great run that they've had were already in their system while he was still managing in Tampa Bay. But the images that he showed up, they had this great run, including finally winning the World Series title, and then he could move on. And I'll tell you exactly where he has to go. I don't even think it's a question. In fact, I think there's stuff going on that this team is like, we got to make room for Joe Madden. Andy Green was fired. I bet you don't know who Andy Green is. He was the manager of the San Diego Padres. And he is one of the, you know, a, a, a major, a supposedly a, a fine major league mind. Young guy, generic white looking dude, former coach on the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, minor league manager. So it wasn't like they hired someone with no managerial experience and no coaching experience, which always drives me batty when that happens. No, he had coaching and managerial experience. Took over the San Diego Padres. They didn't do piddly poo. And he got fired which is interesting because I really thought he was going to win more games and I thought the Padres were going to throw more no-hitters. But it makes sense for Joe Madden to go to San Diego for this reason. He's already Hall of Fame bound. All he has to do is get the Padres to the postseason. And it looks like it's his magic touch. And like when he took over Chicago, there are already pieces in place. They have the likes of Cal Quantrill and Joey Lucchese and Chris Paddock in the rotation. I'm not saying that's going to be Glavin, Maddox, Smoltz, but there is at least some talented pitchers in there. And they have Fernando Tatis Jr., they have Hunter Renfro, they have uh, Manny Machado, of course, signed to a long-term deal. They have a stable veteran like Eric Hosmer at first base. They have all the pieces there that you think, you know, if this can coalesce, it could make for a playoff team in San Diego. And it gives him the aura that, oh, they had losing season after losing season, and then Joe Madden comes, and it makes a difference. Now, what will it make the difference? Because these days the managers are just basically taking orders from the front office. Well, maybe it will in terms of the perception. Hey, the Padres have a new manager. Who is it? Ah, uh, he used to be the third base coach for the Diamondbacks. He looks like he's 19. Hey, the Padres have a new manager. Who is it? It's Joe Madden, the guy who led the Cubs to the World Series title and took Tampa Bay to the World Series. Oh, wow. Our management believes in us. Maybe psychologically that helps. And maybe the job of managing the team beyond just here's who you're going to use in the lineup, here's what the pitching changes you're going to use, maybe that's being dictated from the front office, but handling the personalities and handling the media and handling the situation is clearly something that Joe Madden's pretty good at. Kind of like Terry Francona, another Hall of Fame-bound manager. It's the perfect situation. The Padres, a team that the only time they've ever won the World Series was in the made-for-TV movie The Kid from Left Field with Gary Coleman in 1979. They've won one World Series game in their history, Game 2 of the 1984 World Series. And the city of San Diego is a cursed, haunted 
sports town, which never gets the credit of places like Cleveland or Buffalo or other places where there's a lot of suffering because those teams have sports, those cities have sports suffering and cold weather in the offseason. San Diego has sports suffering, but beautiful weather. So in some ways, I feel worse for those fans because they never get the credit for being long-suffering. And now they've lost their favorite team, the Chargers. I've been to San Diego many times. That is a Chargers town. And they lost them to Los Angeles, the big brother who lives right up the, the five from them, cruelly putting them in a soccer stadium. And now they are the only city in all of Major League, of all the Major League Baseball markets, they're the only one where the only team, only of the four major sports, hockey, basketball, football, baseball, it's the only city where they only have a Major League Baseball team. So the Padres winning in San Diego would be the greatest moment in the history of San Diego sports. The Chargers never won a Super Bowl, Padres never won a World Series, and the Clippers are in L.A. I bet you forgot that they were a San Diego team too. And so here we are. A spot is available, and Joe Madden has nothing left to prove with Chicago and only can tarnish his legacy by being there for the rebuild. So go to San Diego. The bar is low. Get them to the postseason. They haven't been in the postseason since 2006. Back then, the team in Tampa Bay were called the Devil Rays. And they were 10 years removed from a championship in Wrigley Field. A lot of players who were playing during the Padres' last postseason team are now in the Hall of Fame they've been retired for so long. So let's just put it the way it is. And say that if he goes to San Diego, the bar is super low. It would pad his Hall of Fame resume. And even if he fails, he'll be a millionaire living in San Diego. It's a great city. And I would imagine it's a great city to be a millionaire in. I would like to find out. Hey, let me tell you something. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. That's verified. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. So go to bombas.com slash locked to get 20% off your first purchase. Hey, look, at the postseason's coming up. That's how you remember the year. I say 2004. I say 1986. I say 1991. If you're a baseball fan, you think of that postseason. And wouldn't you want to have memories, vivid memories of those events and being there live if you can make it? Well, guess what? That's where Vivid Seats comes in. They're an online event ticket marketplace, and you can get the best seats, and it's dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. I was at the 2004 playoffs at Yankee Stadium. I will never forget those. It's the greatest baseball experience of my life. It's great watching on TV, but when you're there, and you need Vivid Seats, which helps fans find their seats to any live event, not just sports, but concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats apps. And they offer great prices, an easy purchasing experience, and an in-app loyalty program that has all sorts of statuses, ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer. And customers can earn up to 10% and up to 16% on all their purchases. So here's what you do. You go to the 
Apple App Store, or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats apps. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, and you'll enjoy credits on their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. Make new memories, great memories! And remember that all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guaranteed. Come on, make those memories will last a lifetime and get help from Vivid Seats. All right, I know my mom is listening to this, so mom, just do me a favor and skip ahead a little bit. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, everybody else, let's talk about sex. Good, ready-to-go sex. Now, you can increase your performance and build up your confidence. Everyone but my mom, listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra Cialis, so you know they work. Take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach, while stuck in traffic after a Dodger game. I don't judge. They're chewable, and they work twice as fast as the pills, so you know you'll be ready quicker than a manager can make a pitching change. Now, everyone I know has tested it, and I have many trustworthy friends who confide with me very personal details. They all tell me it gives them a little extra, and it works great. Now, we baseball fans, we know all about getting a little edge with performance enhancers. And this is just isn't for people who can't perform. This is for anyone who wants uh, something a little extra. Look, Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships to your door, discreet package, no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, no awkwardness. In fact, the only awkwardness involved in Blue Chew is knowing that my mom is probably still listening. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. All of that just by going to BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. Once again, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB. Try it for free. BlueChew, the better Cheaper and faster choice. Thank you for sponsoring the Locked On MLB podcast. So I'm recording this portion on Sunday. And let's get the first thing out of the way. Congratulations to the Houston Astros, who are the American League West champions. It's weird. I still think it's odd thinking of them in the American League. I don't know how many years it's going to take me to get used to that. But I'm still not used to that. But they are the AOS champs. And hey... Astros fans, you can't argue with the move to the American League because here they are. It's their third straight division title, their fourth trip to the postseason in five years, and they've got a legit shot of winning the World Series this year, especially because if you had asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said, well, we're not sure what condition Springer's in. We're not sure what they're going to get out of Correa. I'm not sure what they're going to get out of Presley. They could be vulnerable. Well, Presley's coming back. Correa had a two-home run day, Springer had a three-home run day, and Verlander and Cole are pitching on another level, and oh yeah, Zach Greinke is the best number three starter in baseball. Man, it's going to be tough to pick against the Astros, who just look absolutely tremendous going into the postseason. You can't go into the postseason looking stronger than them. Okay, now, I will bring up the tale of two teams right now. One is a team that just can't seem to lose. I'm going to go, these are just some facts, okay? On September 10th, Christian Yelich ricocheted a ball off his kneecap and was gone for the season. 
at that time, the Cubs had the second wildcard spot. The Brewers trailed the Cubs by one game and were only a game and a half in front of the Diamondbacks and two games ahead of the Mets. They had to make up ground, and they were removing their best player, arguably the best player in the National League, from their team. And at that moment, you could say, do you know what? It's it's just, it stinks that that's what happened, but, you know, you're not going to win without your MVP, and you have to you have to gain ground on Chicago. In the 12 games that the Brewers have played without Christian Yelich, they've won 10 of them. 10. And with that, they have leapfrogged the Chicago Cubs and have left the Diamondbacks and the Mets, and the Phillies for that matter, in the dust. And in one way, as they pounded the, the Pirates the first two games of their series and then took a combined no-hitter deep into the game on Sunday before the Pirates rallied, but they still wound up sweeping them. And the you know they're on a four-game winning streak right now. When you look at that, that 10-2 and two record... You know, you, you almost look back going, it's almost made what was a wild and insane National League wildcard chase sadly predictable at this point. As of this recording, they have a four-game lead over the Cubs and are tied, virtually tied, with the Washington Nationals for the wildcard spot. And the NL wildcard is now, right now, uh, jockeying for position. Who's going to have the home field advantage? Will it be Milwaukee or will it be Washington? as the Cubs, Mets, Diamondbacks, and Phillies are essentially, there's not enough games. You can't make up four games in six, in six days. I mean, you, I mean, yes, mathematically you can, but you have, you have some teams that just nothing wrong can happen down the stretch. And I was thinking about that, winning 10 out of 12 games. What if it was only like, you know, let's take three games that had nothing to do with the other contenders, like with when they were playing the Marlins or the Brewers were playing the Marlins or or San Diego or the Pirates. Let's say three of those wins they had turned into losses. So instead of going ten and two, they went seven and five, which everyone would be like, "Wow, they've won seven out of twelve games without Christian Yelich." That would have been great. And with if that had happened. We'd still have an airtight National League wildcard chase. The Brewers would have a one-game lead over the Cubs. If they were merely good, we'd have a spectacular final week of the season and the anarchy that I was hoping for. Instead, one of the weirdest stories of the year have basically laid waste to the National League wildcard chase, which is great if you're a Brewers fan, but, you know, kind of disappointing if you wanted the madness of a five-way tie. Now, you know the expression, he can't win? Ah, oh, that guy, he just can't win. Well, that can describe Joe Madden right now. Specifically Joe Madden, who I, of course, talked about in the first half of this show. The Cubs, who were supposed to be unstoppable at home, got swept in a four-game series against St. Louis. Now, early in the year, I was saying things about the Mariners when they went on a great win streak, and I said... It's never the wrong time to win seven games in a row. That's what I said early in the season. 
Well, I can tell you, it's never the right time to lose six games in a row. But man, it's not the right time when you only have a week left and you've basically dropped almost an entire week of games. And in yesterday's game, he brought in Kimbrell stupidly. So today, he left Darvish in there, and Darvish was pitching great. And a ball ricochets off of the, you know, just off of the glove of Almora, turns into a leadoff triple. And the minute that happened, I just thought, there's no way the Cubs are winning this game. And he didn't go to Kimbrell, good for him, but it didn't matter. And the Cardinals swept, and the Cardinals now clinched a playoff spot. If, if they lose all the rest of their games, they'll be a wild card team. But now the Cubs are going on the road where they're terrible. And they will potentially be eliminated in, well, if they lose three games or if the some combination of Nats and Brewers victories and Cubs losses equal three over the last week, and I think it's a safe bet to say that's going to happen, then that's it for the Cubs. And that could be it for Joe Madden. And everything went wrong. The Cubs didn't play badly. I mean, they hit big home runs. They got good pitching performances, blah, blah, blah. It just everything, every little ball that could have dropped in wrong for the Cubs did. And I now have absolutely no doubt that this is it. This is it, to quote the Doobie Brothers. And the Cubs, you know, the Mets, give the Mets some credit, by the way, who had a devastating loss on Saturday, came right out, scored four runs in the first, and they won that game. And they actually went into Cincinnati and took two out of three. You went into someone's home and you won the series. That's what the Mets did. But the problem is there's this locomotive. There's a runaway train with John Voigt, Rebecca DeMornay, and Eric Roberts sitting on it. God bless you if you get that reference. And so now here we are. The National League is almost all lined up. And now all we can do is hope that the American League has some real anarchy in this, the final week of the season. And Joe Madden is going to be having his last few days as Cubs manager. It's just, it's inevitable at this point. It's just, it has to happen. And if I were Joe Madden, I would go on Zillow right now and start looking around San Diego. I don't know. It's just a hunch. And it's just a hunch for me that I'm going to be doing this podcast every weekday and all through the postseason. So, Check us out on the free and easy-to-use Himalaya podcasting app. Go to all the platforms where you listen to podcasts. You know, Google, Apple, Player, FM, Podbean. We're we're everywhere. You want to go to the website at LockedOnMLB.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnMLB. I am personally at Sully Baseball on Twitter, at Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. When you get in your car, tell your sport device to play podcast, LockedOnMLB. Well, here we go. Final week of the season. This is the Locked On MLB Podcast. For the 23rd, the 23rd? No, the 23rd day of September 2019. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.